Time it is every Tuesday night at 8, another exciting edition of the MCW cast. You already know who I am, Legacy MCW MC, Larry Legend. And I am, oh, we're going to go to you? You we're go gonna, for we're it, gonna man. Go clock, go Let me tell you something, Brian. Don't lack the courage of your convictions. You were about to take the stage. I was. And I say that you should take it and go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself to the people. And what Brian is going to do is going to introduce himself as Deacon Storm. One of the lead play-by-play announcers here, and I'm going to look at you, bud. Then we got John Rollins, one of the members of the production team here. Hey. And last but certainly not least. And I'm Tara. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Tara. Save the best for last, Ooh, my mama yes. used to always say. <laughs> Today we're saving the burnt for last, so I got oh, a little, yeah. I got a little sunburn. You're about to, you're, you match the hue of the table here. Actually, she does. <laughs> Better than I do, which yeah. is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I lost I had a little uh, trip to the beach and uh, lost track of time in the sun so yes <laughs> yeah, well that's one of those things that that melanin it works in our favor beacon we can stay out Boom. in the sun and we won't burn as easily we will burn right, but will not burn. as easily yes. yeah i had my first exactly. sunburn uh 2019 labor day it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me so yeah hmm. thank Never god for this burn so my sunburn yeah. will go away by like tomorrow like i'll be it'll just well maybe not tomorrow maybe will, friday will it peel, will it peel? <laughs> no i don't usually peel okay. it's all in the moisturization oh you need to stay, keep your skin hydrated, <laughs> and um, it employs some aloe with a little bit of lidocaine in it to take the sting out of a sunburn. And then you need to put some vitamin E on top of that to really soak into your skin. So, yes, hydration. Well, I know you know the recipe, Doctor. <laughs> uh, skin hydration. I'm kind of terrible at actual body hydration. So, Well, it's, it's all good news and good sh- information to share. And... Um, uh, for all, those of you who don't know, John Rollins, uh, who's joining us this week on the cast for, for now, is uh, really the nucleus of our behind-the-scenes uh, videography mm-hmm. for anything that is MCW. A lot of the commercials that you see right here on the MCW cast that are narrated by our very own Danny Mays, um, and the production that goes into just everything under the sun, the road back, uh, the... Uh, all of our production and including um, everything that we do, John, you're really you're really the nucleus, the brain, the brain of all of that. Um, yeah, just just pretty much anything that we have that goes up on social media, that's pretty much my bag. Just trying mm-hmm. to get all kinds of content out for MCW. That's right. Which so, uh, which I will say, I actually inherited from Deacon Storm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, yeah. I would give that to you. Yeah, about two years, but two years back, it was uh, it was me that was doing all that, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a job that. Is it's not thankless, but man, I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't, so thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. So you can catch um, some of John's work, of course, uh, on our YouTube channel and our social media handles and all of that stuff. Uh, all of our videos that go up there. And I want to talk about our Flashback Friday episode that you can check out this week as well, um, featuring Leo Rush and Jeff Cobb, and that's from Slamboree 2017. So check that out along with the road back. Um, We've got our breakthrough episodes up there. We're back to our live touring schedule again. Ooh. So, you know, uh, follow us on uh, follow us on YouTube so you can stay up to date with all the action and matches that you might have missed if you're not attending our live events. All right. You, so. heard, you heard her. All right. Yeah. And, and you know something, Deacon, a lot of the times as we, we start these casts off, we thank our coffee club members for mm-hmm. supporting, and we also encourage our fans to uh, like 
and uh, share the cast as it's going on live. And then also we run down all of the different mini platforms yes. uh, that you can catch and subscribe to the MCW cast. Mm -hmm. So for the very first time, do you want to do you want to run it down for the I'm, folks? Like, I'm going to handle this one, man. I'm I don't right. even but you. I, will, I, don't, I got the script, though, so I'm still going to read it. So please <laughs> join us on all of our major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and CastBox. So That's make sure right. you give us a follow, a like, a share. And subscribe. And subscribe. That, and was, that was the last word I was going to say, but thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. And you can check out our last week's episode with the former MCW Women's Champion, Amber Rodriguez. We had her in studio. She was here uh, visiting, and we brought her in studio. So you can check that out on those platforms. Great ha conversation, too. Hashtag Black Wall Street for the win. Let's get that in the social media coordinator's wheelhouse there. Because uh, Black Wall Street is specifically guests that the fans, our MCW faithful, mm -hmm. clamored for at the onset of the MCW cast. They wanted to hear from all of the members, and we've, we've got a lot of them uh, notched yeah. in our belt for former guests here on the MCW cast. Mm -hmm. So hashtag Black Wall Street. Love it, love it. So Yeah, interesting we, conversation with Amber, yeah. though, last week. You know, um, I love hearing from, uh, you know, the, the journey. Um, again, with me being all around the place, a lot of the times there are blanks. You know, I remember when she started, I saw her in New York, but... Uh, finding out about her her journey and how it led her away from the ring for personal reasons, and now it's kind of taking her back to the ring uh, was really insightful for me. Yeah, and she couldn't come back at a better time because women's wrestling is hot now. Yes, you know, indeed it, it is. I mean, it's hot in a good way, you know. <laughs> it's not a, it's not hot in like the early two thousands way. It's hot in the you know women are valued for what they bring to the ring and bring to the show. And you know she couldn't be coming back at a better time. So I'm excited for. Her. I can't wait to see what yeah, she does. And you know what, Tara? One of the things that like I really liked was like we got like really personal with her and something I haven't mm -hmm. known. I've known Chuck Lennox for years. Did not know that was her brother. Like that. Wow. That was one of the things. So I was how like, well did you know him? Really? I mean, I guess I. <laughs> I mean. Chuck Trying to get a I sentence out of the guy, first of all, that, that's that's one. But but you know, I actually discussed that with him a couple of days ago. I was like, I was like, hold on for a second, man. Like, is this is this for real, man? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And Drogs was sitting next to him, like, yeah, yeah. And I thought they were gonna beat me up, so I got up out of there <laughs> for asking too many questions there. So I was. It was a good conversation. Yeah, I think Chuck that that's an episode in itself. We just bring Deacon Storm in here and let Black Wall Street beat him up. I mean, I'm. That can sounds, you book that? That sounds let like. Me, a, let me get the agenda. Sounds like a custom. And to me, it sounds like middle school. So I totally. <laughs> I yeah, you were picked on too, huh? Yeah, of course. That's all good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're just going to keep the uh, ball rolling, as it were, with our, our MCW cast coming to you weekly, Tuesdays at 8. And uh, we got a hell of a guest on deck tonight. That's right. Speaking of picking on the little people. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, to him, everybody's the little people, and I get it. Well, when follower. you are the king, you can kind of act like That's that. Right. That's you, right. That's right. So bow down. We've got former Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup winning tag team champion, heavyweight champ. Well, you, you know, MCW champion, heavyweight champion, Shamrock Cup champion, tag team champion, cruiserweight champion, and Rage Television. The last champion. cruiserweight the champion, last if cruiserweight I uh, if I yes. remember correctly, the last one. King Ryan McBride is with us in the studio. Let's listen to Danny Mays run it down here with the station identification, and we'll be right back with Ryan McBride, the king. And we are back with the MCW cast, John Rollins with Larry, Tara, hey, Deacon, uh-oh, and the king. Peace out. Thanks for keeping my seat warm. You know, I can't, I can't actually, I actually asked him to do that, so your seat would be warm, not so he could like talk. 
Well, first of all, it's a throne when the king is sitting in it, okay? Oh, you are right. All I am right. so sorry. When Please John Rollins is there, it's only a seat, okay? <laughs> so right now, Larry. ascending to the throne, <laughs> without any further ado, King Ryan McBride. Welcome to the MCW cast. Oh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, it's been it's been a minute since we've... We've seen you live and in person. You know, things are returning more to some sense of normal. So, you know, we're we're glad to have you here in studio joining us. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad things are getting back to normal. Can't wait to be in front of a crowd of people again. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Yeah, one of our guests, our featured guest on MCW The Road Back uh, with uh, Nicole and, and Kim mm -hmm. uh, was the king. And I remember on that particular episode, you really didn't give the ladies too much. You kind of... Uh, had them bow gracefully and and just took your leave of those 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 trumpets uh strumpets if you will um Broad, broads as i call them <laughs> <laughs> indeed yeah but uh hopefully we can get a little bit more juice out of you here on the mcw cast this week absolutely absolutely all right well let's get right into it um as we like to you know kind of get things rolling uh we've introduced you we want to hear a little bit about your background i remember first seeing you inside the cage back at the north point flea market the first resurrection mm -hmm. um you know eventually you know different guys have the yellow shirt on the security shirt on and mm -hmm. i i remember seeing this young kind of really structured jawline military cut kid and i was like who's this guy i hope he comes back i hope he's our security from now on for personal <laughs> reasons and, <laughs> you know but um awesome. that, that was all like it was all like what 2000 and so a lot of people remember me from then but my start in wrestling goes before that so back in the the late 90s when austin was coming up me and my dad went to and not a lot not a lot of people know this about me at all so i'm about to tell you all something that very few people know Ooh, oh please, okay. please here we go Give so Ravens were still playing at Memorial Stadium. So wow. me and my dad went. They were right. play, they were playing the Eagles. Oh, wow. So WWF had a show at the Baltimore Arena. So I made my father leave the Ravens game. I think it was like the middle of the second quarter, so we could make it to the Baltimore Arena in time to go to this show. And walking up to the door, I got handed a flyer about a wrestling school in Owings Mills, and it was for BCWF. In Owings Mills. I this remember was, this, this, this was 98. Yeah, yeah. So after talking my father into it, every Tuesday and Thursday for the summer of 98, like, that's what I did. Went up there, learned how to learn, or I wouldn't say learn how to wrestle, learn how to bump. Okay. And then pretty much got the kicked out of me. Now, what Every kind Tuesday of, and Thursday. What kind of facility was this that you so were going to? It was a little, warehouse, little warehouse off of Reisterstown Road. Um, Otto Stark was the trainer. I think a couple guys from MEWF were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went by the name Ryan Dangerous. Okay. <laughs> All right. Really, <laughs> really, really thought really thought about using that name when I got back into it, and then you know, um, but I I got it. So I did it for the summer of '98. A little bit in the '99. I think we had four four or five shows, and then really got interested in girls. Got a serious right. girlfriend. Yeah. Got away from it. Um, then fast forward, uh, EWA has the pain factory over off back River mm -hmm. Road. So a couple friends of mine had been going up, went, uh, they had tried talking me into going a handful of times. And I was like, no, not really interested. Like huge wrestling fan, but didn't really seem interested to do it. Yeah. 
So then I go up. They finally talked me into going up there, and I go through the shredder, and um, Diaz was there. I think he was the one that actually put me through my tryout, which was the bumps and all that stuff. Um, Cracked off a back bump, and then as soon as I hit, it, like, all came back to me. And then hooked ever since. That was March 2006. Wow. Nice. Wow. And then... How did you get to MCW from yeah, there? That's so, what I, so then MCW had just started when I started Came training. Came back, yeah. So, that was our first resurrection, right? Right. Yes. right. North Lonely Flea Market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I then a um, guy by the name of Joe Hamilton. You know Joe went, Hamilton. Oh, said, yep. he's like, he was like, you don't want to stay at UWA. You want to be at MCW. So I got over there doing the street team. Like I met Dan. Told me where to go. I just started doing curtains with Dean and Zach. <laughs> and then just kind of latched on to whoever. Did mm-hmm. whatever needed to be done. And um, then eventually we made our way inside the cage. And then I think September 9th, 2007. So it had been over a year of like busting my ass on the street team. Flyering, going to shows, setting up, tearing down. All them late nights. Mm-hmm. Finally got a shot. But at that time, we didn't have a school though. What that, that no, second round? So where were you? Were you still training over with the EWA, EWA guys? Yep. Ah, okay. okay. The okay. the relationship was at at the start was kind of rocky, but mm-hmm. then it yes. got kind of smooth to where you can bounce back and forth, and then we yeah, there were some cross promotional <laughs> angles and things like that, and like but, and, I was involved in some of them. <laughs> and like before I knew, and this is when. Um, you guys were going to Fort Meade, mm-hmm. and they were having mm-hmm. yeah. all the you had no rules on Fort Meade. Fort Meade Championship yeah. Wrestling, yeah. whatever fire. And I remember Dan and Adam Flash were trying to f- plan a finish for their match. So me and Teddy were the only ones at the school. It's like ten o'clock at night. And this is Teddy Stigma Teddy for, sti- for our listeners. Teddy yeah, Teddy Stigma. stigma. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, we got to keep running this spot because we had just learned something. And I'm like, we got to keep doing this. We got to keep doing this. And we kept like running this spot where they were walking around getting ideas. And I remember Dan coming up to me going, not about the moves. And like, it really didn't register what he meant by that. Cause like, when, when I first got in, it was all about cool spots, yeah, cool sure. spots here, cool spots there. That's what's going to get me noticed. Unfortunately, it took me blowing my knee out to realize not about cool spots right yeah it's really about those moments i think in particular when you're talking about dan and adam flash the moment that i'll never uh you know get out of my mind was i think the finish was flash powerbomb dan through a flaming table Mm -hmm. uh you know so i don't remember one move in that match i don't i think they beat each other with belts and tacks (laughs) and you know all of that but that moment i'll never not forget kind of like you know you might not remember anything from hell in the cell undertaker mankind but you certainly remember that moment of sure him do. doing that big that big flying thing so yeah it's it's not about the moves and that's a wow that's an amazing story still uh, even over 20 years later that spot of him getting thrown off that cell is unreal yeah, yeah. that uh andre slamming hogan you know um mm-hmm. or hogan slamming andre rather <laughs> um, you know you know those moments um and we've had we've had quite a few here at mcw um so you mentioned um, you were at a Ravens game in, in Memorial Stadium, and it's in 98. Austin is hot as fire, rock, mm-hmm. mankind, all those you know people we all latched onto around that time. But what, what, what got you into wrestling, though? So were you into wrestling before that, or did you get swept up in that sort of 98, 97 attitude era? So a couple of friends of mine were, like, really, really into it, and it just, like, 
I'm a big NASCAR fan. Like that's that's my first love. That's I go to races all the time and just really didn't think wrestling was all that. And then uh, uh, sometime in '96, I started watching. No, sorry, the end of '95, I started watching. And then uh, the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels build going into WrestleMania. Yeah, like that's what really hooked me. I mean, you see Bret Hart running the hills in Calgary, and you see Shawn Michaels with Jose Lothario training. Like the huge build. That's the match like, going into WrestleMania 12, right? Yeah, and the the Iron Man match, the and just how larger than life they were. Yeah, and that's what got me. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that distinctly. That's funny because that's around the time that I got hooked as well. Believe it or not, and you and I kind of go back, you know, many years around the yep. same time. We both really got our our engines running. So, uh, if you're listening, shout out to Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and all of the the maestros who made that video package. Because not knowing you were hooking to future participants uh, that have had, you know. You know, quite careers. I, I yeah. I'd say so myself. We've do, both I've, done a couple things, and it was I've done way more than I ever thought. Like I would have just been happy curtain jerking an MCW show, and you could have been like, "Okay, you suck. See you later." I got what <laughs> yeah, I, I got what I wanted. And you know what I find so interesting is when we have our guests on here, and they they seems like they all can remember this definitive match that they were watching that like did it for them. And mm-hmm. I'm so jealous because I have none of these memories. Like I think it's just because I have a bad memory, but like I just have like this overall positive experience from my childhood of watching wrestling and like that adrenaline and that rush and like hearing the crowd and shouting at my TV. Like I don't remember any specific matches really. I just remember like loving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I'm yeah. jealous that you all have these like <laughs> memories etched in your mind because yeah. I just <laughs> Mine is mine is Brett knowing at WrestleMania 10. So See, that's kind of I like oh, that's a yeah, good one too. Yeah. That one didn't really hook me, but you know what I think also is is goes uh, hand in hand uh, with the experience of family, which mm-hmm. I know you've said is a big right. part of what you remember about it. It's actually when you go to the live events and you feel the the yeah. energy of the people around you that oh, love yeah. it as much as you do. Right, it becomes right. almost like a church like thing. You know, it's like yeah. and like we were sitting in that middle deck. And they were like this big, <laughs> yeah. And the reason we went was to see Stone Cold, and I think Mankind had a dumpster match with somebody. I forget who he was with, but the only thing that Austin did was come in and stun the guy and throw him in the dumpster. That is all he did on that show, and it was worth it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> moments. See, moments. Now, I can remember things from live events, but I don't remember like anything definitive from TV. Yeah, you know, like okay. I don't know, I. It's just it blurs together, and you know I'm I'm lucky I can remember shows that I've been on, <laughs> let alone things that I watched when I was seven. So yeah, I, I couldn't I tell know. you a lot of things from recent wrestling. Like yeah. I, I don't. It's so hard to watch nowadays. Like yeah. it's it's nothing like it used to be. Nothing like it nothing. used to be. I'm gonna so are you, do, you, do you watch like the pay per views? Is there a brand that you have an affinity for I, over another one? I, I I really don't. It's just it's all so hard to watch. You got you got WWE who's trying to cram six months worth of storyline in three weeks right and then by the time you catch on it's changing mm-hmm. and then you have aew god bless them they're doing everything under the sun every match so it's kind of hard to it's like what are you gonna do next it's right. overload right yeah. yeah you know what i at this point uh, because i really i watch now a lot more because we've got the cast you know and we're mm-hmm. gonna be talking about topics but for me, Ryan, I, I, I will I will watch my I will watch my friends. Like if Joe is on NXT, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. gonna watch his match. You know, uh Sammy just fought Kenny Omega, you know. And not to say that I'm like close friends with all of these people, but the the guys that came yeah. up with me 
and have, you know, Richie, former Impact champion. I watch mm-hmm. them, glimpses of them when I get an opportunity to. But to sit through it, like, when we were, like, me taping it. Like, I used oh, to tape I still it. Have oh, boxes yeah. I saw a bunch of VHS, too. Boxes yeah. of them. That's how, that's how impactful it was back then, was that right. we, we had to capture it on VHS, knowing that those tapes would eventually diminish in quality and be eaten away by mold or whatever. Right. Yeah. Just be, so that we could relive the moments over and over again. And, mm-hmm. you know, now it's just, like, at your fingertips on the Peacock and every, you know. Just well, type and in not Google. only that, you don't have to watch a whole show or even a whole match anymore because you've got, you know, the little YouTube mini clips and stuff. So, you know, I mean, I'll watch some of that. Like if somebody says, oh, this was a great match or whatever, I'll go, you know, if I have time, I'll go track it down and watch that. But I don't even think I'm watching a whole match. You know what I mean? Like I can just watch the gist of it and get an idea and be like, oh, okay. So it's not that it doesn't have that draw and that sucking in power that it like it used to have. Yeah, the clips on social media are, are much easier to watch, but you can see how much they're edited down oh, yeah. before oh, they're yeah. put on it. It's like, and it's like right. you know that's not how it really right, happened. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that kills it too. Yeah, it does. It, it does take a lot away from it because you know they're like, well, we didn't like this, so that means you won't like it. And then they put the product out, and it's like, well. Man, we sound really old right now. Don't I know. We? <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, well, I mean, that's... Hey, back in my day. Yeah, well, well, remember we used to have people that would be saying that to us when we would be talking about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Sure. And, yeah. You know, and now we, we are those people. <laughs> There's no doubt that wrestling styles have changed. Absolutely, you know, yeah. You can look back over the last 50 years or 60 years, and, you know, you, you know that it's changed to the, just the way... You know, the matches are put together the way, you know, you're doing it for TV or interacting with the crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's a it's a much different product. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if, you know, I was a kid today, if I would be as glued to the TV mm-hmm. as I was. I yeah. mean, and, and also there's so many other distractions other things, and everything, yeah. too. Like, I don't know that it would have had the power that it would have the power over me today that it did when I was, you know, seven years old and there were three channels on the tv that's it, a great call out you know, you know yeah I, like true. like i want my son to be interested in it mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know there's no Shawn michaels that, and Bret Hart that i can built. sit yeah there's yeah. nobody that stands out it's like hey that's who you watch yeah so um like our kids um they not our kids but you know my kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what a bombshell <laughs> right whoa <laughs> I found out some yeah i know <laughs> My kids, you know, they, um, you know, they've, of course, grown up around wrestling. And when they were little, um, they liked TNA and they would watch Ring of Honor sometimes, but they liked TNA and they really couldn't care less about the WWE product. So like their first live events, of course, were MCW. I mean, you know, you were working security and I'm like got a baby strapped to my back and they're playing (laughs) in a pack and play in the back, you know, so um they grew up around it, but they didn't care for the televised product. Not yeah. in the way that, like, I feel like all of us kind of, like, latched on to, you know yeah. what I mean? Where it was, like, something powerful and impactful. Like, they couldn't care less. Hey, look, I, we, I, mean, I had to be in front of the TV Monday night. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. Saturday yeah. mornings, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. We nights weren't watching that live wire. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it had a power. Like, you... You know, you made your schedule around that. Pretty much, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I remember my first job working at a restaurant as a dishwasher, and like one of my scheduled days was Monday, and I had and like I was scheduled till nine, so I did everything I could. Like I was out hustling people to leave so I could get the dishes (laughs) washed and put away so I could get home. Uh, Yeah, that's that is 
Oh my, go like, ahead. Are you going to say Johnny Minanakis? No, I was going to say that's a funny story because I was working in a restaurant as well and my shift was sat Sunday doubles and you, and pay-per-views were on Sundays. And I also had the misfortune of working also Mondays as well, mm-hmm. uh, most Mondays. And so I went to my boss and said, hey, why don't we start showing wrestling on the TVs? <laughs> and so I we would do the pay-per-views and then we would do Monday oh, Night yeah. Wars and we would host them. It was a Petonia station. It was great because no longer did I have to choose. Was I going to watch wrestling or was I going to go to work and it wound up being the thing that was my catalyst for actually getting me involved with wrestling um, because my manager was uh, high school buddies with Kevin Dunn so that was like my in as well but yeah I did that (laughs) because it was like man I can't you know get home and watch this because I have to work and Sunday the Sunday doubles killed me (laughs) so we I just said well let's have wrestling at work (laughs) well I mean there were a lot like for me I was I was uh like teenage ish in the 90s so for me it was more like you guys you mean, had restaurants. What do you mean, teenage? <laughs> you either were, or you weren't. I turned I, okay. I turned fourteen in ninety six. That's okay. okay so you see what I'm saying. So like, okay. for me, it was flipping back and forth trying to hear the commentary through the static because oh. I wasn't getting the pay per views. My parents were like, "No, nah, the pay per views too expensive." You didn't so, have the black box with and, the button. Oh, I did not. So like, I would get what was going on in six second increments whenever the channel decided, like, "Whoa." guys but at the end of the day you cared that much to oh, go absolutely. through that and just I, to like listen and i definitely was like glued on monday yeah 100%. But, but not any i don't feel it's that way anymore no um, de- i yeah. mean i'm sure that i don't maybe it is because we're not kids you know i mean maybe if we had this conversation <laughs> we need to bring in some 10 year old guests let's <laughs> um, bring in the rkw kids like, how do you steal wrestling <laughs> <laughs> i, I would have owned a car much sooner mm-hmm if it weren't for wrestling pay-per-views, because, like, I was buying rest- every one of them. <laughs> ECW, oh, wow. WCW, WWE. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's like, 100, that's like 180 a month on that one. Oh, yeah. oh, See, that was another advantage to getting my work to show the pay-per-views. I no longer had to, you know, oh, gather hey, together yeah. with my buddies and be like, who's buying a pay-per-view? <laughs> There wasn't a so. TV to be found in that restaurant. Ooh, yeah. Wow. those kind of places. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Well, All right. So, yeah, you, you know, you, you went through, you know, you, you were a fan, you, you know, started on the street crew and everything. Like, did you ever see yourself like being the person that people would pay tickets to see, whether to cheer or to boo? No. No? Not, not at all. I, like I said earlier, I was just happy. Let me open the show. And if that was it, that was it. That was, that was the goal. Mm-hmm. Like all this other stuff that has come along with it is a huge bonus huge bonus and when did when did that happen when did you first get on mcw shows from when you first started helping out with the street team it was like april or may of 2006 we started helping whatever the second show back was was when i started wow second show back and then it was september 2007 oh so by oh almost a year of busting it was it was me and teddy against uh judas young and champ champagne Judas Priest. Judas Priest in Champ oh Champagne. That I must remember. have been. I remember. The, that the green room? Was, was that the, the green room? No, it was, that was at the flea market. Point. It was North at North Point. Point, right next door to the green room. And I remember. Finished with, <laughs> I remember. Fi- finish of the match with the worst second rope moonsault. Like, I almost missed him. Like, I, I, I caught him with my shoulders and arms. That's it. But you finished. Terrible. Never <laughs> wow. Never well. Oh my. <laughs> so after 2007, you actually went on to do a lot of things for some other companies. And we're going to um, take a break for a minute. And when we come back, we're going to hear about how really you went into this, like, um, you know, kind of what they call it, the sunset stage, or I don't know, whatever. But you went into like, <laughs> yeah. your goal. Into, when the Phoenix yeah. rises. 
Thank you. Yeah, is that where <laughs> you were going? Some, <laughs> no, give me some kind of analogy. But you went on to have a lot of successes, not just in MCW, but other companies. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more about that part of your journey. So stay with us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the MCW cast. I am Deacon Storm alongside Larry Legend, Tara, and our wonderful guest, His Majesty himself, the King Ryan McBride. So we were just leaving off. Uh, talking about you know your beginnings in MCW. So what was it like when when you started to like realize you got that traction? You started getting your footing, out even outside of MCW in your career. Like when did that happen? When did you figure that out? So I pr- I primarily wanted to stay around here. Like br- branching out was was cool and everything. Like uh, since November two thousand six, I got a shot at CZW. Okay. Way d- didn't have no business being on that show. Had no <laughs> business being at CZW at that time. How'd you get that shot? Um, it was the Maven Bentley show. Okay. Is actually is actually what got me that shot. Um, just by doing a standing shooting star press in front of thirty people. And that's when John sent somebody down to get me and said, hey, kid, can you work? And I said, yeah, just because you, you want the opportunity. <laughs> you never, say, yeah. no. You never, <laughs> never say no. And uh, then I was on the next show in November. It was night, night of Infamy. And, and what's, when he says John, he's speaking of the great icon of ultraviolence, John Zandig, yeah. at one point, Hefe of CZW. So, yeah, I, I remember I was there already. When you came on up, but I, I always wanted to know how that that uh, was invitation was extended to mm-hmm. you. Like, so I was doing the uh, the MBA shows, the Maven yep. Bentley Association charity shows, free shows done at the twenty three hundred arena, with for charitable cause, pay what you can, and also a great proving ground yes. and opportunity for you to get a look at and get into CZW. Yep. Also, shout out to Maven Bentley. I know he's out there. So yeah, he is. He's out there. He's so, doing yeah. things in politics now. He's trying to yeah. make an impact into uh, the Philadelphia school system and mm. uh, underprivileged youths. And um, I, I don't know if he's running for mayor, but that seems like that might be the pathway out of being a wrestling promoter and into politics. So you actually can, you know, be worth a damn. Yeah. You know, because they ain't gonna get too far dealing with the shady characters in pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> and Maven's yep. seen a lot of them. <laughs> Maven's so. Maven's a good guy. He was he was always good to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so CZW, you you got up there, and at the same time, you were kind of doing MCW and CZW at the same time. I, so I we ha- weren't running shows super regularly in 2006. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, we were we we did the Shamrock, we did like the Resurrection, we were doing the. Had we started doing Body Slam Autism ones yet? No, I don't that, even think we started. That, no, that, 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 that was that, later. That, that, yeah, that was so later. we were just it was sporadic. So yeah, yeah that was not, we were not doing the regular shows that we're doing. So, like now. I was I was working EWA shows, other shindy feds around um acpw philly some of the little small stuff but like where i really felt like i was getting traction was when they had me and teddy going after the tag titles in mcw and we kept losing mm-hmm. and we kept losing and it was after like the third time when the crowd started booing that we were so close i'm like okay we might might have something here right yeah and to this day when I grabbed the when so we had the two ladder matches with Ghetto Mafia, and when they fought, when we finally got the belts, it was December of that year. In the second ladder match, finish was me and uh, Keenan are up air. First belt falls, so it's only the sec- only the second belt up air, and the eruption from the first belt, like I got goosebumps, like I'm getting them now, thinking, of, thinking yeah. about the pop in the green that. room, and then me and Keenan grabbed a belt and fell, 
and he fell and we landed to where he landed on top of me and nobody knew who had the belt. It was between mm -hmm. us. And then when they rolled him off and the belt was in my hand and my hand went up, holy <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then just, um, I remember being told when I was winning the Shamrock up in 2009, that was like still yeah. mind blowing. Well, and, and that was coming off of your, you were having a great 2008. I mean, you had this, uh, in CZW, you had the Cage of Death match. Mm -hmm. um, it was billed by many as the best match of the night. You know, you won the uh, World Junior Heavyweight Championship there. You know, you were really on a streak. And that was what I was trying to get out of my mm -hmm. mouth before we went to break. That, you know, streak, yeah. right around like, two, you know, like 2008, I mean, eyes were on you. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I, I'm not sure what year you started being mentioned in at PWI 500. I think it was maybe 2010, maybe something around there. My first year was two, 2008. Okay, so, oh, so in this area, yeah. So yeah. this is eyes are on Ryan McBride. It was like third, uh, third runner-up rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. I'll have to find. Like I got the I got the magazines at the house. I'll have to find out. Yeah, when, so when exactly it was. You were really, you know, you were getting noticed. You were, you know, working for. Uh, you know, CZW, MCW, 1CW, EWA still, uh, mm. you know, you were getting, you, you were getting some uh, name recognition. People wanted you on your show, you know, and then obviously, like you said, you know, winning the, the, the belt here in MCW, mm. um, you, you and Teddy Stigma had really great chemistry. Mm. So, <laughs> um, and we were polar opposites too. Yeah. <laughs> completely you, different from one another. Yeah. I remember working with you guys at that show that we did at Della Rose's down in Canton. Remember? Yep. <laughs> that yep. was so much fun. <laughs> was that, did I end up spanking you, you at the end of that? <laughs> okay. You, I, I, you I, both I, did, I think. Yeah. I, I've been. Was that the rally in the alley? Was that what it was? I, uh, the, the kickoff of the. That yeah. was, yeah, that was down on Square. Well, Canton. On the water, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Those were fun okay. shows. Okay, Those yeah. I think you actually spanked me more than once. I'm pretty, yeah. I remember believe. being, <laughs> I remember <laughs> being so nervous to do that too. So nervous because, oh man. Well, maybe, <laughs> so maybe nervous. In, in the future of MCW, we'll have some excuse for me to spank you, Deacon. All right, well, whoa. Oh, is I, that like, the end of the show? <laughs> <laughs> you, could make, you could make like a composition, like a compilation video of the amount of times that's happened to me here by yeah. different people. <laughs> I, I've been here for four years, and I think I've seen it at least 25 times. So why do you think that that has been a staple in wrestling, that a meddlesome female outside person Medicine, gets, yeah, yeah, gets, gets right. spanked? I wonder well, where that I mean, came from. Do you really want like? I mean, I have, I have an answer too. I guess maybe it's a we want to yeah, keep yeah, our, our younger that, fans like, entertained and kind of not. Look at our audience. You know, eighteen to thirty-four year old males. Can we just some, some leave the, it at that? Okay. Some of them ain't seen one since they came out of one. Think about that. Think about it. one. All right. Said nothing. Right. But. Yeah, you guys, like, you're saying you were you were polar opposites, but together mm -hmm. you really like you had a good look together. You you had a similar style, like you complemented each other yeah. very well. Um, tell us a little bit about like your run together, how how that was. So Teddy lived on the Eastern Shore, mm -hmm. and he was traveling to Essex three days a week to train. Wow. Where I lived in Pasadena, so. Once we started actually doing shows together, like even sometimes we would leave the school on Friday nights mm -hmm. and he would just come to the house and stay with me, sleep on the couch downstairs. And mm -hmm. then we would go do the shows or even go to the school and train or what have you. Um, we just got paired because we just happened to be the two standouts. Mm -hmm. and they just put us together 
And I remember we would do memory drills and we would start with three things and we were up to sometimes like 40, 45 things we had to remember. Wow. And if you didn't have to remember, like we were running laps, we were chopping each other, Mm -hmm. like whatever the case was. Wow. I never made it past eight. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. So some of the matches I've been involved in, I've had to, there's been a lot of stuff and a lot of moving parts you've had to remember. Mm -hmm. Those memory drills came in. Ask me to do that today. That's a whole different story. (laughs) You know, one thing that I always wondered, Ryan, because you and I both are unique in the fact that we saw each other in Philly for a lot of CTW shows, and then we would see each other in Maryland. Why was Teddy never with you? Why did that opportunity for him to get into CCW? Because I remember the screeches from the girls um, eventually. You guys used to get kind of that Hardy Boys kind of love from our our young female fans. And I thought, just like Tara said, the chemistry between you was Mm -hmm. as such that I thought it was almost a perfect fit for him to come up and do something with you in CCW. The the offer was there. I I just don't think it was his thing. Like, and I don't, I don't want to speak for him, right. but like, with, like I tried to get him to go with me to CZW a couple of times. Like there's a, we'll, we can get into a great story of when coming home from, I think the, the first cage of death of two, 2006, <laughs> real funny, we're going on a rabbit hole here. So we both leave. I get home, bed, all that, wake up. He calls me and says, Hey, I need you to come over. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what, what, I'm like what for? <laughs> So then he lived up in an apartment in Glen Burnie, and I get up there, and he drove this old Dodge K car. And he said, I just need a little estimate on body work. Because, like, I wear, at the time, I mean, I still I still do work at a car auction, but I work writing condition reports at the time mm-hmm. during the day. So I get there, and both sides of this car look like they've been through a <laughs> demolition derby. <laughs> oh, no. So this fool... Fell asleep at the wheel. Oh, no. Guardrail one side. Oh, no. Wake up. Guardrail the other side. Oh, no. And then eventually got smart and just pulled over on the side of the road and fell asleep. Well, he tells me he's then woken up by a bunch of cops because mm. he's sleeping mm-hmm. in the backseat of the car. Oh, no. And they, so then he eventually gets home and I'm looking at him like, why didn't you call me? Wow. Or something. Like, you could be dead right now. Wow, yeah. so maybe that was a blessing in disguise that Teddy <laughs> didn't want to make those trips yeah. up to CZW. Wow. Uh, but that was always something that I wondered because, again, being around you and seeing the 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 peak, uh, you you guys peaking as a team in MCW and seeing you also kind of sh- you know kind of get a little bit of that love and you know accolades in CZW. I always wondered why Teddy never joined you or, you know, the, the talent was definitely there. Yeah, like it, it was definitely there. Like that. I wish we could have had some runs because I feel like we we could have done a lot more, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. And eventually, you split with Teddy and MCW, yeah. and you know you were you were on your way, and and he w- went on down to Florida, mm-hmm. sort of kind of going after the FCW aspirations before it was even uh, the Performance Center and mm-hmm. everything else. It was it was FCW. Mm-hmm. So Teddy relocated down there and tried to tried his hand at that before it even became anything. And the best the. F- best funniest whatever you want to call it part of that whole thing is when because we got suspended earlier in 2008 or 2009 sorry we got suspended for three months so we came back um we had the opening match against team action at shamrock cup which everybody thought one of us was going to the finals right from there and then when we lost air sucked out of the building so (laughs) just completely sucked out of the building so then we kind of started, like, the way we were looking at each other, we started to turn there. Mm-hmm. And 
we had the Derek Frazier memorial match because he, or not memorial match, whatever they called it at the time, um, he couldn't work because of his knee. The farewell. The farewell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So me and him go, I go over on him. He then gets upset, hits me with the chair, which to this day is the worst concussion I've ever had. Oh, wow. Um, I don't remember the Shamrock Cup finals. Mm. Don't remember them at all. So that happens. And I remember when we started feuding and then the loser leaves town match that happened at EWA, Mm -hmm. like everybody thought for sure I was the one going to Florida. Like everybody Mm -hmm. thought it was me. And then I wind up winning and he ended up going. Yeah. Well, shout out Teddy Stigma. I understand he's still doing his thing down Mm -hmm. there, you know, and, um, all of us here at MCW gave us a lot of fond memories and especially a lot of fond ones with our guests tonight on the cast. So shout out Teddy Stigma and all of you fans out there. If you want to, you know, delve into the deep recesses of the MCW library, you can do that online. We have our own video on demand streaming service. So take mm-hmm. a look at some of these matches and times in the North Point flea market and and the green room featuring Ryan McBride <laughs> and Teddy Stigma. So like if you're not familiar with like with the North Point flea market, um, for our <laughs> bring it up quite a bit. We do. Yeah. So but I want to try to like paint a visual picture here. So it's a flea market. Mm-hmm. It's in Dundalk, Maryland. Um, you know, there's live bait signs hanging <laughs> in the back corner. There's live animals in cages. Like we're talking domesticated animals, like bunnies and mice and guinea pigs and birds. And I don't know. Sometimes they're squawking and making weird noises. There's like a pile of like used rugs in one corner. There's Gangrel's blood on the ceiling in another. Like yeah. World War Two memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it. It's a it's an interesting place, and so when we would do the shows, we would uh, there would uh, we would put tarps up over everything. So if you go and you're looking at some of these old archival videos, you're gonna see these blue tarps. But it was to kind of cover up the wares being sold there. But what was really powerful about this particular venue is the fans. Oh and God, yeah, they were so energetic and so. I don't know how I want to say this. Easy to manipulate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could get them. <laughs> when I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm saying this like, um, you know, I was a heel. You know, I mean, it was you've been a heel for a significant part of your career here. You know, like, it's, that's that's a good crowd. Like, if yeah. they feed off of you and you get responses like that, I mean, like, that's, that's what I mean. They like, want to be involved. They right. want to be involved. And they were fantastic. And, you know, they, the, the crowd you know, we filled that place. I mean, you know, then we had to move over to the green room, you know, and then we filled that place too. And then we had to come here. So, you know, it, it was a, a, if you looked at it from face value, you'd be like, Oh, you know, Oh, why are they in there? But the crowd made that place. It really did. It was like home. I'm familiar with the Dundalk crowd and you know, they are easy to please. And like you said, it's not a bad thing. No, yeah. I don't mean it negatively. Yeah. They come in, they come in, they want to see some wrestling. And they want to be involved. And they want to be involved. And, you know, where I came from, where, well, we, and then where we are now, it's, you know, it's, it's, they got what they asked for and they always show up for that. Yeah. It's good to have fans like yeah. that. I love the green room. Like, yeah. I, I wish we still I didn't ran. Like, I, I mean, I would never sit on the floor there, there, but like, yeah. I love the green room. <laughs> I wish we green. still ran there. <laughs> you drop a drink, that's it. I love the green room, but I didn't like. I don't the, take my shoes off. Yeah, I didn't like know. the rules. They, yeah. There were a whole bunch of new rules once we moved right over there. And mm-hmm. I remember at one point, Dan had to actually pull me aside and be like, Larry. I know what you're thinking because something there incident had happened with me, like even getting in the building. I bought a friend of mine um, from New York to, you know, see one of the shows mm-hmm. and like they wouldn't let me or him in. 
and I was going to bury the building. I was going to get on the microphone and be like, yeah, good good luck with even getting in if you look like me. I was going to say something really controversial. And Dan was like, Larry, you cannot bury the building. You cannot. It's not the flea market. We don't have the run of the place. Like, you Which know? is crazy because it was attached to the flea right, market. You know, yeah. So it was kind of like, it was hard it to It kind of still right. was the flea market. Yeah, and that was where you got your the whole fire exits thing. Indeed, in yeah. So it's like yeah. I kind of felt like I had a little bit of clout and I should be able to get into the building, you know, regardless <laughs> if I've got my, my friend or stepbrother or whoever with me. But um, yeah, I love that building too. I love uh, both those buildings. Um, mm-hmm. I love all the canvases. Have you seen all the canvases we've gone through? If you go from mcw's infancy like there was like the plain gray and then for a while we had the yellow and then we had the red Dude, i love the yellow and the red like i, remember I, the red. Loved, I wasn't even here yet and i remember like the red, the red canvas in I, the ring like that was my favorite that was our first I canvas here loved the red this, yeah but the, it was from the we had it at the green room right the red, yeah with the yellow ropes uh-huh. i i love that was my favorite so yeah that's another it, reason to take a look at some of those those matches from the vault see how we've evolved into the mcw pro that we are today that's right, right. mcw right. tv.com we didn't say that at thank website you. last time but thank you for that deep Right. <laughs> Indeed. <Yeah. laughs> so there aren't as many um, archival matches on our Rage TV channel, and most of that is the quality that you oh, know we're yeah, talking VHS days. Okay, it's really hard. So to transfer it is really hard, and you you know this, Brian, because you, do. you've done some of them. Um, the quality is not there. Like for whatever reason, it's okay on YouTube. You know, we do have several of those matches on YouTube, and it's a little bit better. But the the requirements for streaming and you know um, encoding the video quality is just not there so we don't have as many on our rage tv channel but we definitely we have a lot of matches on youtube you know they do exist they do (laughs) well thank you tara for correcting me so (laughs) it's okay there are some it's it's there are some just not i put them in a tab called from the vault so if you're there you go that's what you were saying i I do legitimately i did set that up but it just i had envisioned we would have like you know every month we'd put a new one there and then you know i only envision these things i don't like do all the techie stuff you know what i mean so i learned i learned pretty early on that like some of these things with like the grainy lines going Mm -hmm. across we cannot put on there (laughs) (laughs) so you know but um we tried so but they're on youtube a lot of them are so real quick before we get all uh out of this era of your existence we had uh greg excellent as one of our guests uh not too long ago Mm -hmm. And I brought up to Greg about the time that he found himself as a participant in CZW's most ultraviolent event every year called, aptly, the Tournament of Death. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned that, Greg, I would never have expected to see you in that style of a match, but I also would not expect to have seen your opponent, which was Ryan McBride, also doing like a death match. So what what was that like? How did that come about that you got that spot? We were supposed to be just the regular card filler. That's all we were supposed to be the on non, that show. Non-tournament and, match. Yeah, we're yeah. a non-tournament card filling match. Um, And then I guess a couple of people didn't show up. And I remember John walking up to me saying, because I, previous to this, I had did an ultraviolet underground match, which I didn't know what I was getting involved in. Until I got to the building. Now, now the ultraviolet underground matches, you did one that was like in so, a warehouse or yeah, something? in a warehouse. Oh, so wow. Was, I did one with DJ. It was barbed wire boards or something like that. Oh, um, and awful. Yeah, completely awful. Like, uh, props to those guys that can do that. Like, it is its own art form, but not, not for me. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. So, did that one. And John comes up to me and he goes... He goes, yeah, we got you and Greg doing this, you know, barbed wire boards, stuff like that, you know, because you did that ultraviolet underground. 
you know how persuasive John is when he's saying it's, you're going to do it or you're not on the show. That's basically how it's going to go. So we went out and did it. And like, I, I remember you can see the footage. I take my forearms all the way up to my elbow, yes, all the way up to my mm-hmm. elbow pads. Mm-hmm. Like I wore a shirt. I'm like, I never wear a shirt in the rings. You're doing it today. Yeah. Like, you know? like I, like I have, I put athletic shorts on over top of my tights mm-hmm. like, cause I didn't want to tear anything. Right. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And like we tried, it's probably one of the worst matches I've ever had because I wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't and, think he did either. No, um, no. You know. And then he had to go on and compete even yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. Little little known fact, if you uh, ever see that Tournament of Death, that's Tournament of Death 7, my first Tournament of Death, your only... That's my, that's my... So, like, I did a bunch of matches on Tournament of Death. I just did non-Tournament matches after that. Okay, right on. Um, But there's a very young, green, fresh Adam Cole uh, <laughs> as a security uh, CZW, uh, you know, person i don't know what you even call him staff member um and it's just wild to see uh that young fresh-faced adam cole um you know being the security um you know and where he'd eventually go on to so uh, yeah just wanted to ask about that i asked greg and he said a very similar uh tale Mm -hmm. as you but it's just like um i guess what i'm getting at is like that moment when you're being asked by someone like zandig john zandig like oh yeah since you did that you're gonna do that tonight you know like and what are you gonna say? I I didn't sign up for that, or can I have more money? Like mm-hmm. and like I, I'm game to try anything. Like I get it, but that's no, that's not gonna be a per- that's not gonna be a permanent thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I remember that match being awesome, and one of the most awesome parts about it was you were not expecting to see Greg Excellent, the funny Jake the Snake of Chocolate Cake. Okay, <laughs> you're not expecting to see him because he was a lot larger back in those days, mm-hmm. fighting you in an ultra violent death match. But um. Yeah, that does exist. Yeah. I wish I wish it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take another break. Um, when we come back, uh, we'll talk about some things, not just wrestling, but uh, also what's on the horizon for you here in MCW, and uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. All right, now, we're back uh, with our guest, King McBride, King Ryan McBride, and... Uh, Tara, as we were leaving, we were going to talk about some other things that you've done uh, with your with your life, not just involved in wrestling. Uh, but before we leave that, I want to I want to mention one other thing that kind of you and I share, and that is um, when Sinclair Broadcast Group purchased Ring of Honor, and we know that Sinclair Broadcast Group is a is based out of Hunt Valley, Maryland. Everyone was saying to uh, type like you and me and Adam Cole, all of the you know folks that were kind of bubbling in a couple different places that. You have got to get your name in the hat to be kind of like um, a local talent. Um, and actually, that probably was the first thing that I did for ROH was I did the house show announcements when they were at Dewburns mm-hmm. Arena. They wouldn't bring Bobby Cruz in for that. He was for TV and for pay-per-views. But you as well spent a little time like kind of, um, you know, getting processed through the, you know, Sinclair owns ROH. They're going to be doing these shows monthly. Um, how'd you get how'd you get linked up with them to begin with? So when they started running those tryout seminars, I, ah. went, I, I went to one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they used to do those two-day tryouts. Yeah. And uh, it happened to fall on a CZW weekend. Uh, though it was actually the weekend that I worked AR Fox. And I remember, right and, there, I and remember, I remember that. Um, so it was a Saturday and a Sunday. Stayed in the hotel, went back Sunday. Um, in-ring stuff was great. Like my promo skills are, are trash. Like I'm not even gonna hide. <laughs> not gonna hide it. Like I'm not a good, I'm not a good talker. That's why I got Andy. So right on. Yeah. You know what I mean, like or Justin or, or Justin. Yeah. Like like you know, 
I know my, I'm not going to try to push something I'm not good at. So you got to find ways to make it all work. So um, I started doing like started doing some promos and sending them to Kevin Kelly. Like I would just go to random spots and have somebody film me. And these would be minute and a half, two minute long promos. And he would give me legit feedback. So um, I thought that was a way in. So then I started going to shows and just setting up tearing down, paying dues. The old, the old school way to get mm-hmm. in. Yep. And it was like four or five shows. And I'm like, there's nothing, nothing mm-hmm. here. Like getting there early, like everybody else is leaving. I'm one of the ones, one of the last ones staying with their street team to make sure they're good and go, good to go and not leave them hanging. Uh, went to a couple shows up at, uh, up in New York. Um, I got a, I got, she's, I had that TV match, TV squash with Davey Richards. I remember which, that. That was like which, a... which is really funny when, because um, Davey went out first, or no, I'm sorry, I went out and I got a huge pop because they knew who I was when they saw me oh, from boy. the people there. Mm. And I remember, da- and I remember um, Davey saying to me, "Wow, you're over." <laughs> saying it to me, yeah. and um, so that was that was there. You know, like I sold my ass off for his ankle lock, just doing whatever I could mm-hmm. to keep my name in the hat and then eventually it just it like i got into this for the fun of it right i didn't like there was no like what the further the more i got involved thinking i'm going to WWE was a was there but once it just felt too much like real work and the fun of it started getting mm-hmm. sucked out. I yeah. can 100 percent empathize with that statement and, i think everybody at this table could yeah and like it and then, you know, it, everything just kind of started feeling stale to me at that point. And the greatest thing happened to me. So the second time that I got the MCW belt, this is around the time I'm still doing some Ring of Honor stuff, um, missed a crossbody off the second rope. Left knee hits the mat. And I knew something was wrong because I couldn't put a lot of weight on it. Like, I muscled through the rest of the night. The following weekend... um. ROH was doing TVs in Pittsburgh. So we go up there, and in one of the main, mains for one of the shows, Priest Coleman and Cedric Alexander are doing a dive onto a bunch of people. And they're diving crisscross like this. And you would think there was eight of us on the floor. You would think like smart people, people catching him are going that way, people catching him are going that way. Like a bunch of dumbasses, we all fell into each other. Oh. So I had about 800 pounds hitting my left knee. Oh. And my left knee went behind my right knee, and I heard the pop of my knee exploding Ooh. over top of the crowd. Oh. And, like, I, I was laying there, and, like, the production people were around saying, you got to go. Like, everybody else has done made their way to the back. They're getting ready to hit the final spot for mm-hmm. the finish. And, like, I'm crawling around the guardrail because oh. I couldn't walk. And back- R- riding back in the car that night with my legs straight. Mm. it was so did you think at that moment like your wrestling career was over like i knew i was hurt really really bad but being stubborn and knowing if i took Mm -hmm. time off i'm losing my spot of course yeah Mm. so i just kept going through and i remember working drolix a week later at acw and he gave me a suplex and my feet hit the mat just like just routine yeah couldn't walk the rest of the match like you can see me physically limping through the whole thing oh my god and i kept going that was that was october 2012 and then um went to the doctor a few times 
and then eventually had to stop. Yeah. And at that point, I, like, I was done. The doctor told me, he was like, if you get hurt any worse, you're going to need a knee replacement. What my actual injury was, so my meniscus exploded. Like in the MRI, you can't even, like you mm. just see fragments of it everywhere. Uh, grade three, uh, PCL and, and ACL tear, and then my MCL was sprained. So literally side to side and like and no, no, nothing. Um, just kind of stopped, dropped the belt to Christian York in February. Um, end up getting married, like end up getting married. Mm-hmm. Bunch of things happened. Went back in June and had my knee, had it looked at again. And the tears had kind of healed themselves a little bit. They went from a grade three to a grade two. So okay. surgery, like full ACL, PCL repair wasn't on the table anymore. So I ended up just having my knee cleaned out. Mm-hmm. And I remember going back. Um, so I came to the first show at Joppa. Mm-hmm. And that was when Cody Hall and Scott Hall were right. here. Well, yeah. And, oh, I remember, <laughs> yeah. and I remember standing by when the, um, before the wall was there, mm-hmm. I remember standing there watching the whole show. And I'm like, I felt it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt it. And I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, I gotta go. And then, I wound up, it was on uh, Thanksgiving week. Went to the doctor. He, I went through the whole test. He was like, you're good to go. And my, he said, he, he said, you need anything from me? I said, can I wrestle again? And he said, I don't advise it, but I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> I don't think there's any doctor who's going to advise their patient to wrestle, whether they're injured or not. <laughs> and like, I almost got dropped from my insurance yeah. because that's what I put was the reason why my knee got hurt. I didn't think ahead to yeah, you were being honest. else. You know? Yeah. Um, so I remember I asked Dan, I said, will you have me back? And it was after the show was over with. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, of course. I said, I said, I know I told you to tell me no if I asked you. I was <laughs> like, but I said, I need to come back. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I said, I've been a baby face this whole time. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to try the other side yeah. and see how it works. And blowing my knee out the way it happened, best thing to ever happen to me. Because mm-hmm. if I, if, over these past, let's see, what are we going, eight years now? If I knew in these past eight years, then, whole different story. Right. We might be having a different conversation. <laughs> like, it, it's amazing how you can manipulate a crowd. Yeah. It's I mean, amazing. amazing. And I, like, I, I want to make sure that we're clear. Like, I don't mean manipulate in a bad yeah, way. Yeah. For a heel, that's what you yeah. want. For them, I mean, there's nothing worse than them not responding. So, yeah, like, when I, I, I speak fondly of the people I've manipulated mm-hmm. over the years, you like, know, like, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a compliment. <laughs> Being a baby face was fun. Yeah. Because, like, I, I felt like we really didn't have to try very hard. Like, they organically made mm-hmm. us what we were. Being a heel... You got to drop, like, you just got to in their face all the it's time. It's the best, though, yeah, isn't and it's it? Like, it really is. <laughs> it really it's is. so good. It's so, like, best. I started thinking of things, and, like, I didn't know. So, the, the heel turn happened the December show. It was December 27th, mm-hmm. um, 2013. It was against C-Fed and Christian York were having their I Quit match. Yep. And there was nobody better for me to turn on. Because it was, like, when I, when I went away, Chris jumped right in my spot. Mm-hmm. So it, there was nobody better to turn on. And when it happened, like the chills I had standing in the middle of the ring, standing over him after I drop kicked him in the back, it's like, we're going to have fun with this. And then it just, we got Justin involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I that... just thought, 
That felt like uh, such an organic, like, you know, people just, you, you were building this stable, mm -hmm. you know, and the whole King persona really started to take shape. And, you know, it was a, a whole, it was interesting to me because it was, your little faction was made up of people who didn't wrestle, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, you could throw Andy in there for something or Justin in there, but like, that's what really just made it so magical almost was that, you know, there were just it was just this whole package a lot, you of cronies, know? a lot of cronies you know and justin I, you never knew what he was going to do next I mean, <laughs> or where <laughs> justin is such a good sport yeah like the, so like i knew him and chris had did some stuff in the past so when me and chris really started getting steam behind us i started just tagging justin on twitter mm -hmm. and then eventually he shot me a message and was like hey we we want to do something here so then we exchanged phone numbers mm -hmm. and then eventually we did the radio spot yeah. Before body slam autism, and then he came with us when Chris had to take some time away, mm -hmm. and he was down for anything. He was like, great. no matter what random idea I threw, <laughs> he was like, I'm, "I'm game. Let's do it. I'm yeah. Let's do it." Yeah. Oh, you want me to wear my like you know tights out there in the <laughs> ring with my pale pasty body and a scarf? You got it. Like the best was when he was cutting a promo with that eye patch on, oh and God. then and then it slipped and went on the other eye, and he moved it back. Yeah. While it was going on. Dude, dude, one of my favorite moments still to this day is I was I was still doing I was still working the camera, the hard camera up in the nest, and it was when he came back and he's like, "You guys are looking at each other," and he slips the neck brakes on. And he puts the eye patch on, and I was up there crying, like because it was so funny. But it was amazing. It's like one of my favorite MCW moments was when that happened. I would have to get him to tell me his promos in the back before he said them, because like I'm glad I wear sunglasses in the ring because he's like he's been able to break me a couple of times. But the time, the first time he got me, we were in Hollywood, and he said the line. He was like, "We were in Hollywood, Maryland." Where the homes are mobile and the cars aren't. I had to turn around and completely away from him. Oh my god! Oh wow, he's a yes. character. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've known Justin for like twenty plus years because he mm. did. He was our intern when we did the radio show. So Wrestle Talk America? No, uh, Pro Wrestling Weekly. So it was. It was after Wrestle Talk America ended, and it was um, me and Al Albert and Ron Young, and we huh. did Pro Wrestling Weekly for like a year and a half. And uh, yeah, he was our. He was our. Um, we called him Jit at the time, but he was like our little lackey in training. Wow. Yeah. So it was <laughs> really well. like I would have never twenty years ago if you'd asked me like to see Justin up there in that role, I'd have never said that that was what I envisioned for him. Like I never. But, he, you know, he it was, you know, he had that great personality and that, you know, easygoing and willing to try anything. So <laughs> it's, it, it's been fun. It was just fun, like, trying to be different than everything else on yeah. the show. Like, I didn't want to be, like, the whole group. We weren't doing nothing that resembled any right. other part of that show. <laughs> right. Like, we're going to we're gonna have our own little corner. Like, that's our part of the stew. Uh -huh. Right. Where we're at. Right, right. <laughs> But it went like we wound up making it work. You did. You absolutely did. That was very entertaining. <laughs> it has been very entertaining to watch. And I'm sure, you know, our fans have enjoyed that journey as well. But boy, do they hate you. <laughs> They're really not fans of you. Like I say enjoy, but I mean, they enjoy hating you. Like, really. You I know? love there's a guy in the crowd that stops at Burger King and buys a bunch of those crowns <laughs> to hand out to people. Like he will message me on Facebook. 
and show, hey, I got all these crowns, giving them out to people. It's like, okay, more power to you, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, 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 like okay, have fun. But like, that's if you would have told me that when I started right. training, I'd have been like, you're full. Of <laughs> that's not. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But that's how you know that you've made a connection yeah. with your audience. And that's one thing that you've been able to do, whether it's as a heel or a baby face. You know, you are able to connect and either make people love you or hate you. And, and that's the beauty of it. You know, like my. My best days are probably behind me, you know, I'll be I'll be 37 this year. So, you know, I'm I'm getting further and further away, but I'm going to try to do this as long as I can. Yeah. Like, like I got a four year old. He's been he's been a one time. He's seen clips of it, mm -hmm. like um. So he came to what was uh the really really nice high school, uh, Manchester, Manchester Valley. Manchester yeah. Valley. Yeah. So um, he came and he was sitting in the second row. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the night, like I didn't tell him what it was. Like I brought him back so we could see everybody. Mm -hmm. And my I remember my wife telling me he would be trying to do the W Aww. the whole time. So like I would play to where he was at, mm -hmm. and he would be looking at his fingers trying to get one or the other. And I would see this, and that's it's like so that's cute. the like I still want to do it because I want him to see what that was all about. And yeah. What, uh, well, I'll tell you, um, there's so many pictures that Craig Hunter Ross captured of my kids looking at mm -hmm. Bruiser mm -hmm. with that just look of love and adoration, and he would always try to capture um, that that experience for them, and I'm very grateful for that. But I know mm -hmm. exactly what you mean. Like mm -hmm. it's that that yes, yeah, <laughs> like. You're, there is no dad better, is the role model. You yes, know, there dad is, is the no, his hero. No yeah. better feeling in the world. Right. No better. Right. And and uh, that's honestly how I feel because a lot of you don't realize this, but he goes to the ring. One of the first things he does, he's smiling because he knows what I'm gonna say. Nope, I know exactly. One of the first things he does, he goes <laughs> right on top, like this. People don't realize he's doing that straight to me because we. That's what we do, uh, baby. Yeah, that is a f. <laughs> Royal AF. You will never not <laughs> post something on Facebook. Oh, I will be. I, I will be in that comment section all day long, and I, I welcome it. I will it. be there all day long. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Ryan took my side there with something you recently. I mean, posted. you know uh -huh. what? He had Thank every right that, to. By the way. He had every right to because I messed uh -huh. up. You, you sure I'm did. willing to accept my. How? <laughs> sure did. Now that I'm sitting here in front of you, how? I don't know what I was thinking. How do you forget Tara? I know, and I should have left I'm him speaking off. Speaking in all caps. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about the uh, the thing we're talking the announcer, the tagging thing. Oh, how oh, I tagged oh, you yeah, and yeah, did yeah. Tag her, yeah. I'm an expert at that. Yeah. 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 I'm sure people who don't want to be tagged are tagged. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's fine. No, I see no, where no, I rate. No, it's fine. Hey, at least Ryan like, had my at, back. Like at least four. At least four. So what are some other things like that you're you're doing? I know um, you have done some powerlifting. Mm -hmm. Is that mm -hmm. something that you're um, wor so, working toward again? So like um, wrestling and powerlifting and weightlifting. Like I don't I don't lift for the aesthetics. Like I'm not the best looking person mm -hmm. out there. I'm never going to try to be. It's just not my thing. But lifting. And wrestling, or what I call my mental health hobbies. Mm, so that's like, a good way to put good it. To have with yeah. with yeah. wrestling, like I get to be a different person mm -hmm. and just make people feel good, mm -hmm. whether they're booing me or not. Right, they're they feel better leaving the building. At least I hope. And then, what same thing with lifting. Hard day at work, just tough day in general. Mm -hmm. I go down, lift heavy, put things. some time in, yeah. and so like, um, I used to do the typical bodybuilding splits, working body parts one a day, and it right. just didn't do anything. So then I saw Bobby Shields doing some competitions, mm -hmm. 
And so I started asking him questions, and then I eventually started trying it. He talked me into doing my first first powerlifting meet, I think it was April 2015. And I ended up deadlifting 500 pounds, benching 260, squatting 375. Wow. And, and for someone with that kind of a knee injury, squatting 375, is that is 375? That's three, amazing. So my doctor told me that as long as your my feet are planted on the floor, mm-hmm. as long like and my quads and hamstrings are strong, right. totally fine. It's the the open chain stuff, leg yeah. extensions, yeah, knee yeah, curl, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. those yeah, kind yeah, of things yeah. that okay. you don't want to do. As long mm-hmm. as your feet are planted, right. you're good. But like I've been uh, um, over the course of the pandemic, um, squatted PR four sixty. Wow. Uh, bench th- uh two ninety five, so close to three hundred pounds, wow. so close, and uh, deadlifted six hundred pounds. So wow. that's impressive. That is, so are there so more competitions impressive. in the horizon for I've you? Got, I've got like a nagging injury where like when I get to the midway point of the deadlift, it feels like my glute and hamstring are like separating and it's hmm. like, it's, it's very, very painful. So uh, I'm trying mm-hmm. to like work around it, but like, I want to do another one. Okay. Mm. Like I'm, I'll probably be sitting at 190, 194 ish. At the show, mm-hmm. like I would like to bulk all the way to two twenty, wow. and competed like a what? much he- and competed <laughs> a much heavier weight class. Jeez. But I had to get myself presentable. I waited too late to start trying to get pre- at least presentable. Not the prettiest thing on the show. Like I won't, ha- I won't have my best package out there Saturday. But <laughs> wow! All right, well, that's you know that's a that's a interesting you know hobby and uh, thing that you've you've been vocal about and you've shared on social media. What mm-hmm. what other things? Um, you know, what does Ryan McBride do when he's not being the king? My four-year-old son. He is uh, a man. A man. <laughs> like, I wanted to be a dad so bad and for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you all, the, the greatest thing in the world, coming home from work and seeing that smiling face waiting mm-hmm. for me coming in the door, mm-hmm. greatest thing ever. So, like, when I picked him up from daycare this past Friday, um, his day, so you go up, knock on the door. You can't go in anymore because of because of COVID. Right. Oh yeah. So I hear the babysitter say, "Gavin, it's your dad, and he is running from the playroom." I love my daddy. And it is the, <laughs> oh like, man, it is the best thing in the world. That's so like, cute. Uh-huh. It, like I plan my whole day to where I spend the most time with him. Mm-hmm. So like, if he goes to bed. That's when I'll start doing stuff. Like I'll right. wake up early in the morning to do it. Like I try to make sure I spend as much time with him as humanly possible. Oh, that's great. It's my favorite person on planet Earth. You All can right. tell. I see the pictures, yeah. man. I just, yeah, it's I funny. Yeah. It's funny because I think of your dad a lot, Um, you know, being at a lot of the shows and supporting mm-hmm. you. And a lot of the times me coming up and shaking your dad's hand mm-hmm. and just saying, like, look at our look at our boy here. He's <laughs> doing, you know? so, to, you know, to start with you saying, you know, you and your dad at Memorial Stadium and you telling him, hey, take me to see WWF at, you know, the Baltimore Civic Center. And now, you know, the relationship that you and Gavin have, who knows what the future holds? You never know. If he if he wants to, by all means. If he if he wants to, and this is still around, mm-hmm. absolutely, because I know he'll be in good hands here. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure the RKW kids will make a spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the future like, right there. They just recruit any kid that walks in the door. Like I've seen them at the birthday parties. Like the birthday party kids will wander over and be like, "Oh, what are those kids over there doing?" And you know. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned RKW. So, so last night he's on the ottoman in front of me, and I'm sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. and he runs at me and just jumps at me. 
I said, no, buddy, if we're going to do this, we got to do it the right way. <laughs> so then I told him which way to feed right. uh-huh. so that way I could catch him the right way. And uh-huh. he's, he's looking at me like I got seven heads. And I'm like, oh, you'll, you'll understand. <laughs> it will all make sense grooming, one day. grooming you now for, <laughs> what, for what's coming. 100%, yeah. What's coming. Oh, well, that's great. Um, all right, so we're going to – we have one more break to do. And when we come back, we got a few questions from our coffee club members. And uh, we'll talk about some things going on yeah. in the world of professional wrestling. So stay with us, and we'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. I am Deacon Storm here with Larry Legend, Tara, and our guest, King Ryan McBride. So we got some coffee club questions, Tara. We do. I think you have them over the list over there. You sure you don't want to, like, bow down a little bit more? Okay, Are we waiting for the yeah, king to just, toss just, out some gold just, coins to you? Because the last time you introduced us all, well, you really gave a lot of attention well, there. Well, usually when I bother him, he throws bronze at me, which, I mean, I kind of deserve that. So, so mm. he keeps the gold for himself. Still can't believe you forgot, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> Thank selfish. you. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. I'll just forget you, you know. <laughs> That's right. You'll be asking, yeah. you know, how you exactly. going to react, your, damn. I, I, I could. I mean, yeah, you, that's your just desserts. Get, get to the questions. I agree. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, one of our fans wanted to know, what is your favorite match? Now, they didn't specify MCW, but I'm going to assume that they mean here in MCW. But if you want to answer that outside of MCW, that's fine, too. So favorite match. Every time I was in a ring with Bruiser. I suspected you were going to no, say that. No, like there's no. That man is larger than life to me. And being able to, I'm going to try to get this out, being able to have that program with him, best thing ever. He loved working with you. That match at the the Regency Furniture. baseball stadium. (laughs) So we are, and he's going to strike me with lightning for a second. (laughs) So we had called what we called, Mm -hmm. and we had worked together so much that it was like, hey, you going to do this here, do this here. So... We get into the heat, and he was like, okay, we're going longer. So then we called about 10 minutes worth mm-hmm. of stuff in the middle like in the middle mm-hmm. of the match, and then we went back to where we were. Yeah. And it was just. Wasn't it like 10 minutes into the match before you took your first bump? I mean, oh, like, yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, I watched it because Al Albert and I were, that was one of our shows that we like co-ring announced. And um, I remember watching that, and I was just like. <laughs> But, like, they haven't even bumped yet. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. They're not even in the ring. So, I mean, <laughs> Ron Simmons was on that show, yes. and he was sitting back. So, that's when I rode that gator all the way down that's to right, the, the ring. That's right, the golf cart thing or whatever. Yeah, back. I remember that. And I that. remember win the match, stare down with draws because we were getting ready to go into our thing. Uh-huh. And I go to the back, and I hop off the drive through, and I hop off the gator. I remember Ron Simmons looking, going, damn, that's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... You can't get any bigger of a compliment than that. Right, man. right. Oh, no. And, and that match was like the epitome of work smarter, not harder. Yeah. You know, because it wasn't that you did 50 million spots. It, like you didn't. Like you <laughs> yeah. did the exact opposite, in fact. But the crowd ate that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had them in the palm of your hands from the minute that cart left the, the dugout and the minute you drove that cart back in. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was one of his favorites, too. I wish I could. When I remember all of us, we were standing in the building. It was me, Trollix, RJ. We're all standing in a circle. And we were just talking about, like, people that are in our top five. And I remember he looked at both of us and was like, I only got three. And two of them are standing in front of me. 
And I remember, like, you, you got to be tough in front of him. You can't, yeah. you can't show him your soft side. He's going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I looked up to this guy. I just wanted to be in the ring. And holy Yeah. So, it's real. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it meant as much to him as it did to you. So, uh, definitely, that was one thing. We had to talk about something on the road trips. Like, because <laughs> God knows we weren't talking about my driving. So, <laughs> all right. So that was, uh, oh, but wow. yeah, he, he would always, he definitely put that over. He enjoyed that. That was one that we drove to together. Um, that was for fun times. But all right. So I suspected you were going to say that. So to the fan who asked that, thank you. Um, hope that answered your question. Um, another one wanted to know anyone that you haven't worked that you would like to. So you said you thought you were nearing the end or the, you know. Well, the, the best days are behind. The best yeah. days are yeah, behind you, but that doesn't mean. He's going to do it as long as he can. Right. Yeah. See. Uh, Moxley. Mm. Okay. Oh, uh, Eddie Kingston. Mm, there's Eddie another Kingston. good one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would like Adam, current day Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lot of history with Adam Cole in general, right. but I would like current day Adam Cole. Okay. Um, I'm sure more will come to my head. I mean, nobody's arguing with those. Great. <clears throat> so the other, um, another question was, are there any rising stars that you see as the future of wrestling? I know earlier at the beginning of the podcast, you were kind of, you're not watching a lot of the product necessarily that's out there, but are there any of like rising stars that maybe have caught your eye? I don't, I don't watch enough to, to know. Like obviously Keith Lee is going to be somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he last just came night. back. Yeah. Um, Obviously, guys like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, yeah, anybody in NXT, mm-hmm. yeah. Any like standouts? Like, do you, have you watched AEW at all, or any? I, they haven't caught my attention enough right. that I can remember their name. That probably sounds terrible. No, but, no. Like, I mean, that's. <laughs> it's. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and just blow names out for <laughs> yeah. the hell of it. Appreciate not, that. It's not yeah. me. No, it's not genuine. It's not so me. Thank you. Yeah. Well, speaking of names, um, another question was, how did you come up with the name McBride? Oh yeah. yeah. All right, so th- so this is a good one. So, um, I didn't want to use the name Dangerous because it, but the more <laughs> I thought about it, it just it sounded that's reasons. very dated. Obviously, it sounded, it sounded it sounded cheesy too, and like it, had I thought the way I do now, did you also come out to went. a song by Disturbed? You know, or oh, <laughs> um, I actually so when we were doing the BCW thing, I came out to a lot of Metallica. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Metallica. So okay, so this is um, the era. I mean, this is red you know, and black yeah. too, right? Red and black gear. Uh yes, uh, Adidas pants, Adidas exactly. shorts, mm-hmm. uh, the red and black kick pads. Oh yeah, oh, shoes. Man, the yeah. 2000s. Oh, yeah. exactly. All the two thousands, uh, hardcore. hardcore. <laughs> All right, so you made the very wise decision yeah. to drop it, the dangerous part from your name. So, um, country music fan, mm-hmm. and I love Martina McBride, and I just happened to oh, be how about that going. Uh, I went to a concert to her concert for the first time, and I just kind of started saying it to myself: Ryan McBride, Ryan McBride, Ryan McBride. Said it to a couple people, bounce it off, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of stuck. Wow. All right. I did not see that coming. I didn't either. <laughs> did I. I you did guys not. didn't know that? I did Absolutely not. That was one of the best questions asked, actually. I did not know that. Huh. And you got the McBride tattoo. Of course, that's from, that is 
in relation to your yep to wrestling. Sorry, that's okay. in case he ever forgets his name. Yep. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was the combination of the of the of the name. And I've, the... I've had enough concussions to where it's possible. <laughs> I, I, I Reoccurring theme with a lot of our guests it on this is. show. Yeah, uh, it is. But I think it was the combination of the name and the Dropkick Murphys theme mm-hmm. uh, that yes. really like kind of like you and know that theme came from The Departed, where I first heard it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my one of my top five favorite movies. Yep, Scorsese. I've seen Dropkick Murphy. Wow, before. yeah, it very all energ- comes together. Very energetic band, yeah, indeed, yeah. Um, and one last name question: How did you come up with the King gimmick? So the whole King McBride, like, when did you turn from Ryan McBride to the King, and what was the pr- kind of process there? To be honest, it just kind of flowed. Like <laughs> I remember, so it was just me, Justin, and Ken. And he's like, what are we going to call ourselves? He's like, we're going to call ourselves the Kings? Because I think I had said something like, that. this is my territory, my house, all that. So we just kind of started running with the Kings. All the crown and the robe and everything else. I was like, <laughs> well, if we're going to go that far, then See, that we was... just got to. Yeah. There was no real thought. I'm like, if we're just going to go the cheesy route with this. We got to go all the way. Well, so there way. was like the baton. So that was like oh, yeah. our prop box we used at the birthday parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the... little tiny velvet cape. Well, no, I mean, that, like that's these... Justin's. Oh my god, that's his deal. Okay, so we had a cape too in there, and mm-hmm. there was a there was a hat. There was a. Um, I think my kid brought one in to put into the birthday box. But you know, we you have like this box of clothes and gimmicks <laughs> and whatever, box. and there was a baton, and, and you and know, the, and then it just kind of morphed from there. You know, but we, we graduated <laughs> from the from the robe to an obnoxious fur coat. <laughs> Like, I remember there was one here, and I grabbed him. Like, I'm wearing this out there. Right. Yeah. Like, because you never know what you're going to find in that box. And now, and now, I have, now I have, and the best part is, is like, this stuff is super cheap. Right. And I know they can tell. This guy thinks he's great, but he's got this cheap-ass stuff. That's where the, that's where the like, humor, the, you know. The black jacket that I wear now, uh-huh. like, I have to literally stand up and put it on like this because there's no movement in the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing, like. Like, my wife tells me all the time, she's like, you're so ridiculous. She's like, why do you do this? I'm like, <laughs> I love it. Now, is your wife a wrestling fan? I know she comes to the, no, she's she come to the shows. I've, she hates I've it. Seen her, sure, I've met yeah. her. <laughs> she has it. So, she used to come all the time. And then mm-hmm. eventually, she stopped selling for me. <laughs> she completely stopped selling for me. So, she would time it. Like, she would always ask me, where are you at on the show? Where are you at on the show? <laughs> and, like, when I would tell her. So, if I was Maine, she would leave the house at intermission. <laughs> I'd be walking down the ramp, and I'd see her coming through the doors. Wow, perfect and timing! She would she would stand there, watch the show, uh-huh. and as I'm like popping the crowd or whatever's happening, I would see her leaving. <laughs> right? She's, 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 she's like, "All right, I came, I drove an hour to see you. I'm going back home." Oh my god! You like, saw me? I saw you. We'll talk. But about she didn't it. stay for the end. Like she just no hell no. She like once my segment was done, she's gone. That's kind of like how my mom was, you and know, like, like, but the thing is, I'm in the whole funny. show, so, you yeah. know, you're always going to see me doing my thing, but yeah, I, that's... That's what, my mom never came to see me wrestle. She only came, uh, she started coming, she saw me ring announce, and Frederick actually was her first show, and now she's seen a bunch more of them, yeah. but yeah, she would never come watch me wrestle. She was like, I just don't want to, and she never yeah, yeah. did. And like, I know, like, it's not her thing, and I know she yeah. supports me. Cause she 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 busts my balls. She was like, "You're too old to be doing this stuff." <laughs> like nowadays, and but like I'm glad that she doesn't need to be here all the time. Right. Like yeah. it's like she she knows it's kind of my time just to kind of yeah. be with the guys and do whatever. Sure. And just, like she has her time. And there all are that. certainly worse things you could be doing. Yes. Certainly. Yes, absolutely. You know what absolutely. I mean? Yeah. So 
you want to go and, you know, wrestle around in, you know, glorified underwear and a cape or whatever and a crown or mm-hmm. whatever, you know what I mean? Then that that is definitely not the worst thing. She, that you could she be hates doing. every time, like, see, I've broken my nose going on, what, six, seven times Ooh. now? And I remember the last time was when, um, when Justin came back, actually, and Brandon caught me for his cutter, mm-hmm. and my nose ate his collarbone. I didn't, oh. get, I, didn't, I didn't get my head turned in time, so like I'm sitting there and blood's. And this, this is this is a really funny story. Really, it's a Jason Tano story. It really makes oh. me laugh. So I can tell. So I'm bleeding, and I knew I was like, because I, I, I was wearing them white gloves. Oh. So it was all over the gloves. Yeah. And like I'm going like this, seeing how far my nose was, and like I really wanted to put my nose back in place. Yeah. Because every time I broke it, I just grabbed it, yanked Oof. it back in. But I'm like, no, it's not a heel thing to do. They'll probably start cheering me for putting it back in place like that. So I'm getting up, and Jason literally leans down and goes, Ryan, you're bleeding. <laughs> I just start, I like I stopped I broke character and I looked at him I said no sh- Jason <laughs> <laughs> and write that one down right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow so I get in the back after that and she, like I always told her like I'm safe one piece right here's the exception I text her my nose after Karen got me all fixed yeah. up and she was like you're going to the hospital now so, of course, like, my nose broke all the way up here by the oh, top. Oh, God. So it looked way worse than it was. So I get to the, I get to the hospital, and I'm there. Like, after being here all mm-hmm. day, like, I'm last place I want to be. Of course. Because I, I know what they're going to tell me. Right. Like, possibly, possibly a mild concussion. With yeah. Whatever happens. So I remember the triage nurse going, why did you come here? She says, I get, I get it, but yeah. it's such a mild break. Yeah. It's going to be gone in a week. Oh, and wow. I got home and like I just went to sleep and I woke up and she was like she was heated at me for it. Sure. And I'm like, babe, it's gonna be gone in a week. <laughs> sure You're that. gonna get really hurt one of these times. I said, I know what I signed up for. Right. <laughs> like right. I know it. Yeah. Wow. Well that's great that she's still supportive, yeah. even if you know she's not. I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna try to get her to come out and bring she's Gavin your, some more. Your so. biggest cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, that was uh, all of our Coffee Club questions. Remember, if you, too, want to ask our guests each week, you can become a Coffee Club member and give us that monthly support. We really do appreciate it, and you get inside access to ask each and every one of our guests. Um, I send out an email um, with our show schedule and let you know who's coming, so be sure to go to Buy Me a Coffee at MCWCast um, and sign up for that. We really appreciate the support. And if you're not a coffee club member, you can still just jump on plain old Jane old Twitter and use the hashtag AskMCWCast. It's on the lower third of the entire MCWCast. (laughs) We have it right down there. Hashtag AskMCWCast. I remember a few few, uh, episodes months ago, we used to get a a few fans that just participated in that, but I haven't heard from anybody. So please, MCW faithful. Start talking. Whatever you have to ask under the sun even if it's a little inappropriate, ask MCW cast. We like for a good we'll laugh clean it every up. once in well, a while. We'll yeah. clean it up. You know, now that we're returning to, you know, shows again, um, you know, coming off of the recent um, uh, show back, and then, you know, we've got a full schedule coming up for all of our fans. And remember, if you want to buy tickets to any of our upcoming shows, we've got a full fall schedule coming up, and you can do that at Hideaway Collectibles, our, Hideaway. our authorized ticket outlet right there on Hollabird Avenue in Dundalk, just down the street from Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Uh-huh. Not only can you get tickets to all of our upcoming MCW shows, but that is the number one place to pick up your collectibles and Funko Pops, autograph memorabilia, and what have you. And while you're down there, get a Bruiser Burger, right? I say that every time. I know, and you missed this, so I- 
Hey, Actually, what you, what you did right there was you read my mind because oh. if you would have given me a, a piece of breathing room, I would have jumped in there and said, go get yourself a bruiser okay. burger. Uh, I, but you know what? I actually intentionally didn't say it because what I was going to say was that you also could stop and pick up some of Jimmy's famous meals, which I know, Ryan, mm. you have been yes. a consumer yes. of and have probably fueled your you know, bodybuilding journey. So, Just- Ga- so Gavin is four years old. He, I started using them when he was three months old. Wow. And I have not, I've missed a handful of weeks here and there, mm-hmm. but it is delicious, affordable. The only thing I have to do, like it gets delivered to my house every Monday. Yeah. I order on Friday. It comes to my house on Monday mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't use anybody else. Yeah, they're, nice. if you're not familiar, G- Jimmy's Famous Meals, they've got their own website, ordering. There's all kinds of different things. If, you've, if you're on a special diet, if you need higher protein, if you're on keto, if you've got lots of different things, they've really expanded it, and the food is amazing. Literally. It is so good. Yes. So uh, that is why I did not say go get a Bruiser Burger, but also go get that too. Yes. Um, but grab some <laughs> meals to go. So, you know, you can get pick them up in their store, or you can order them online, and like you said, they are delivered to a certain area, and yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hell of a commercial there. Well, I mean, uh, what do we have to talk about? Anything else? Should we kind of take it on home here, Brian? I think I think this is it. Yeah. I think Deacon Storm's saying take it home. Yeah, I think so, too. Tara, do you want to close this out? I don't think you've ever closed this out. I huh? did. I just did all that. Okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. You got it. I'm done. Episode 28, the MCW cast is in the can. We want to give a huge shout out and thank you to our guest, King Ryan McBride. For Deacon Storm, the lovely Tara, I'm Larry Legend. We'll see you here next Tuesday at 8 for another edition of the MCW cast.